Today, I have one of the most popular ministry people in the world on my podcast. Who is he and what are we talking about? Stay tuned because right now it's time. Holy nuclear time bombs! Holy overeating! Holy roller coasters! It's time! It's time! All right, so how about that as an introduction to the YM Sidekick Podcast? Hey, everyone, I'm Tom Pounder, and this is the YM Sidekick Podcast. This is where ministers come to get some cool tips and tricks and ideas on how to do ministry in this very digital world. And actually, it's a different kind of world, and we're going to introduce a new term in case you haven't heard this term yet. Uh, But we live in a very digital world, so how do you do ministry more effectively? We're going to find out today because this most popular person, he's probably going to kill me for saying this, but is Jeff Reed. Jeff Reed uh, uh, does a great blog and podcast at The Church Digital. He's been an online minister for a really long time, but he also works for Stadia as well. And they're doing a ton of stuff on church online and church online planting And he introduces a term today that we're going to talk about called fidgetal. Now, again, it's not his term. He'll tell you that. But the world has changed. And so how do you do ministry in this very fidgetal world where you combine online with digital together? Uh, And so uh, Jeff and I had a conversation a while back uh, as coronavirus was really kind of still new and fresh. uh, And he shared this term. And we talked about what you can be doing today in this fidgetal world to minister more effectively to those in your community. So I'm really excited to have Jeff on the podcast, the most popular and in-demand ministry leader right now. Man, (laughs) Jeff is going to kill me for this introduction, but uh, I love having conversations with Jeff. He's a great resource. So listen to our conversation and let's uh, see how we can do ministry more effectively in this very digital world we're living in today. All right, with me is my friend, Jeff Reed. Jeff, you look really good right now. I know nobody else can see you because this is the audio, but you're looking good, man. Wait, you're telling me I put all this effort to look this sexy just for a podcast? (laughs) I'm I'm really confused right now. I thought this was on YouTube. No, this is is just audio? Yeah, I I took it. I'm going to turn off my camera now. No, I'm (laughs) I'm kidding. We're, We're good. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet this photo out and I'll let people see how good you look, you know. But but uh, we were remarking off before we started recording that you know when I first last interviewed Jeff, uh, this was pre-COVID, uh, and we were you know fighting for people to get online church and and how do you convince some of the topics we talked about is how do you convince your pastor to do this, you know, and what can you be doing for digital discipleship. And now it has all come crashing on you. And if you're in the digital world at all, you will see Jeff probably all over the place because he's on this webinar and that webinar. Uh, he's working with Stadia. And that, that happened a few months ago before this happened. But update people on what you've been doing and, and how you're helping Stadia right now. Yeah, so um, I took a job in January, uh, late January, as a director of digital church planting with Stadia. And so my job is literally to create, uh, help churches, help people create churches that are digital only, churches that exist only in digital space and do not require a physical footprint. Now, pre-COVID, that was arguably one of the most controversial statements I've ever said in my life. Yeah. You, you, you want to create church? 
just in digital space without gathering physically in a building, you can't do that. I've, I've had I've, I've had friends, I've had pastor friends look me in the face and say, Jeff, I have a major theological issue with what you're doing. We're friends, but I think you're sinning by taking people away from the bride of Christ. Mm. Like, that's a straight-up conversation from a pastor. Ironically, that was pre-COVID. Two months later, in the middle of COVID, the same pastor calls me up, hey, Jeff, yeah, COVID, uh, we're in trouble over here. Can you help us stream services? Yeah. Not, not saying, you know, the Bible is not impacted by COVID. Like, it's not a symptom of COVID for the Bible to change. But in reality, it, it changed in this season where now churches are, are far more interested in this technological realm. Now, it maybe it's for a season. You know, I think there are churches that are learning lessons. I think there are churches that are going to become more fidgetal. They're going to combine their physical ministry with a deeper understanding of the strengths of digital. Um, but but you're right. There are going to be churches in this season that, that are going to turn the other way. They're going to try to revert back to normal or whatever their perception of normal is. Yeah. Well, and that's, a, that's, a, that's what I want to talk to you about today because I feel like we— we all went all in on digital. We, I mean, we had to, okay? And, and there is going to be this season where we all have to because of different restrictions according to the governments and all, and all that kind of stuff. But eventually it's going to start lessening, and it already has begun, but it's eventually going to start lessening. People are going to start being able to meet in churches or physical church buildings again. Um, and I think there's lots of lessons that we can learn at this period of time um, just like I think it's taking businesses to a whole different level, places they wanted to get to five, 10 years down the road, they're now having to get to right now. I think this can take churches who were thinking, okay, we're going to go dig more digital five, five years down the road. Now they have to. So uh, what are some lessons learned and how can we, how can we do a combination of, I, I forget the word you used that I saw you were interviewing Jay Crand about it. It was digital. Yes. So fidgetal, P-H-Y-G-I-T-A-L. And so it's it's literally, it's it's a business term, but it's a combination of physical and digital. So like, let's take Home Depot. Um, Pre-COVID, I, I guess you could do it in COVID because I think Home Depot is open. I could walk into Home Depot down here in Miami. I could go to the Pinecrest location. I could go to the South Dade location. Or I could go to homedepot.com and, and, and I could buy a, a rake. I don't know why I need a rake. I could buy a rake. So I, I'm not going to say, if somebody says, hey, where'd you get the rake? I, I'm going to say Home Depot. I'm probably not going to say homedepot.com. I'm probably not going to say the Pinecrest or the South Dade location. I just, I bought it at Home Depot. Hmm. Because what the business world has figured out, it's how to provide equal services across all their their locations including the online one to get a consistent experience across all of them now pre-covid like this was a fallacy like you can't do discipleship online if somebody gets saved online it's not our responsibility we're only responsible for the, the people within the area 15 miles from our physical locations this is a conversation that many pastors many many pastors have had with me and we've talked about this on, on previous converse shows mm -hmm. uh, but the the heart of covid really you know to quote the great uh, theologian mike tyson uh, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face i love that and, quote. And, and COVID punched a bunch of churches in the face and all these plans of, no, we're not going to do digital. It has to be physical. Well, COVID changed things. 
and, 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 you know, I understand that some areas are opening up where I am in Miami. We're not opening up like within the state of Florida, Dade, Broward, Palm beach, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm beach. We are, uh, we're still on lockdown. The County that I'm in my, the zip code in Miami is, is the highest intensity of COVID cases outside my house. So yeah, other than like playing basketball with my kid on the curb, I, I'm not going outside. Right. Now, what's what's interesting is that even in the season, whether you're locked down or whether you're opening up, there is now still an opportunity for for the church, for your church to move beyond a one dimensional operating in the physical realm for uh, discipleship, for for growth, for accountability, for spiritual development. There's an opportunity to do that in the digital realm as well, or even digital to grow in, in other physical locations. Because what we're learning in this season is that, and this is the biggest surprise for me in the COVID season, I am shocked how well churches adapted to online small groups. Mm. Because there was this there was this thing where you can't do discipleship, you can't do community, you need to do these things face-to-face. Yeah. And the percentage of churches that would move 50, 60, 70, 80% of their physical small groups into Zoom into Google Meet, into, you know, these different things that these options that are that are out there. Um, it's was really encouraging to me because it started to break down the chain a little bit that says that you cannot do discipleship. Well, what do you mean you can't do discipleship? Because in COVID season, we had 80 percent of our groups online meeting regularly. Yeah. It sounds like discipleship to me. Well, if we did that, then what other doors are now opening up for us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right on. It's funny, you know, I I think of this a lot about the church in regards to baseball. I love baseball, uh, but baseball has some hardcore traditionalists who hate when change happens. They they resist the change. They don't want to have this expanded wild card anymore because uh, it breaks against tradition. But then every time Major League Baseball has made the change, it's always worked. I think my opinion is it's always worked out for the better and more fans are now engaged. More interest is more is happening in the same way with this, especially just let's point to your digital small groups thing. I firmly believe in digital small groups. I will say this, you and I've talked about this before prior to COVID I've never done a zoom online group. I've done Facebook groups before I've done Google groups before. I've done WhatsApp groups, never video. Occasionally I would go live in those videos, but never a live interaction. But now it's so funny how when thrust in that situation, how you just make it work and, and how people are still being disabled. In fact, right now, I'm, uh, later on today, I'm going to actually baptize two people that it, because it started with a video conference it started with a video thing now i'm going to go baptize them in a in a bathtub but i mean i'm still able to do that and i'm talking to another couple in ohio who's talking about getting baptized now i am going to have to baptize them over zoom it's funny how we're now making exceptions to this it all because of this so we're open now yeah i i, I love that and, and if you actually i love the fact that you're baptizing people uh, through an online relationship and that you, a, a guy who's in, in Washington, D.C. area, is now wrestling with how to baptize somebody in Ohio. Like, yeah. to me, that brings me so much joy because when you actually look at at the biblical foundations of, of what a church is, the biblical functions, 
dig into Acts 2, read the second half of Acts 2. There's 10 in there. You can, you, you can find them relatively easy. When we look at our physical churches, worship, teaching, uh, the sacraments, uh, disciple-making practices. You see these things readily uh, available in the physical locations. Pre-COVID, when you looked at, the, at our church online, was a representative of that. No, it, it, no nowhere. Maybe, maybe teaching, maybe worship. Oh, yeah, you can definitely give. There's a give page. Like We, <laughs> we want the give page. It's right over here. Give us your credit card. But when it comes to the rest of it, when it comes to the disciple making, when it comes to the um, the, the the prayer environments, the, the the gathering daily, that that doesn't happen online, and so there's there's lessons here where we're learning. Okay, the technology can handle this. And the real question comes in, and by the way, I'm I'm a hugely edgy guy, and, and so some of the stuff even that, that I'm working on now with this digital only in, in the future, I don't know about you, Tom, but you're. There's a lot of people in this season, and it's growing the longer and the longer that we go with this, that are just digitally fatigued, and they're really wanting that physical interaction. Yeah. And, and so even as much as I'm looking at the Jate Earhart's with the Love Clans and, and the DJ Sotos with VR Church, guys that are creating church in this digital community, I'm even recognizing in 2020, there's a, a lot of people who aren't going to connect in a digital-only community they need that physical interaction and so honestly the thing that i would pitch sorry the thing that i would pitch is more of a digital environment that mixes the physical and the digital together so that they're working together complementing each other's in their strengths and their weaknesses see i I, i've discovered a few different things on my own uh here and you just kind of confirmed that in the sense that like i i'm i'm the student minister and also the online campus pastor at my church I love online stuff. I am over online right now. I mean, I need that physical interaction. I'm, I'm a person who needs to, to go see someone. Like I was really bummed out on Easter. Like, yes, we had great numbers online, but I missed the, the interactions I would have with people, seeing them in their really nice outfits and having some special moments with, with these families. I missed that physical interaction. So I think there's a there's a combination there on that because I think a lot of us feared that once you would go online, that's all you would do, and everyone is everyone's online all the time anyway. So they're just going to want to go all in, and we're not going to have these church buildings anymore. Well, I think we've discovered that's quite opposite. That we still need church in the physical realm. Uh, again, it can always look different than it does, but there's that combination. That's why I loved your physical, uh, physical, I can't even pronounce it, but you know what I mean? That I love that idea of the combination of the two. And so how do we do that? What are, what are some other things that we can do? Again, we could do small groups, you know, kind of in, in life groups where maybe you have a video camera. I think there, there's, I've heard of some other online pastors who, who have a physical small group in someone's home and then have a camera set up where they are, um, where they invite other people in via Zoom or even FaceTime to participate in their small group, even if they can't be there. Sure. Well, and, and realize that we are, we're, our passports exist in the physical realm as well as the digital, because <clears throat> we're we're active in both spheres. And in this season, we've been isolated and broken off and unable to do physical things. And as physical beings. That, that hurts. We, we want to get that back. Mm-hmm. The strength of church online 
and it's this is a controversial statement. So like if if, you, if there's hate mail, get ready to send it to Tom Pounder. You know how to get them. It's great. Don't don't send it to Dear Fedge. Send it to me. It's fine. You can find me on social media. All right. It's controversial right here. The strength of church online is not broadcasting church services around the world. It's not. Billy Graham, 1995, one message, 165 countries, 30 satellites to get it all the way around the world. Mm. One billion people. That was 1995. That was 25 years ago. I think AOL was around. Netscape was your browser of choice in 1995. So the Internet, God bless it, really did not play a part in Billy Graham's message. Billy Graham, God bless him, one of the greatest innovators in, in, in church history, was doing this stuff way before its time. By the way, I, I was a college freshman at the time. My wife, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, was a high school senior. You know what the, the per minute rate for me to call long distance from Texas to Florida was? 35 cents a minute. <laughs> we were paying... Not on a cell phone. This is before cell phones. Yep. Thirty-five cents a minute in 1995. Yep. How has we? How has technology improved us? Tom, you're you're five states away from me, and I'm now staring you in the face, having a conversation. We are engaging for free. I, maybe Zoom's fifteen dollars a month. I'm not sure. But at the end of the day, this is the improvement. It's this. It's this two-way conversation. This engaging. Yep. The strength of church online is disciple-making, it's groups, it's community in, in ways that, that doesn't compete with the weekend service. And I don't even know that it competes with the physical community. I think it complements it. It makes it better. Uh, I, I agree with you completely because, honestly, we're now able to have – we have – so I'll use this example. I've always tried to do these parents meeting with my youth program during during the school year, and I'll always do a parents meeting at least once a year, and they're – poorly attended. I mean, I get like two or three parents for the thing. I did a parents meeting online last month and I'm going to do this now every month. I see for the foreseeable future now um, that every month while I did this thing, I had 10 people or 10 couples join me. I had such a higher attendance rate on this parents meeting on Zoom than I ever did when we did this in person. And so I, I really feel like you're exactly right. This complements it. And that is the biggest strength of church online, not broadcasting your services. I agree. And now the whole world is inundated with services broadcasts. You know, it's the group and community that I think is going to be most important. Yeah. And when we're looking coming out of this season of COVID and into what's next, honestly, a lot of the conversations that I want to have are centered around like, uh, a microlocation, a watch party. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, some of the things, some of the way that we're staggering. I, I, in, in Illinois, no gatherings over fifty people until there's a, until there's a vaccine. Uh, I think I think Indiana is open back up to everybody, but Iowa is kind of reserved as well. For some reason, I only know the I states, which is weird. <laughs> um, but you know, and this this is when we did the recording. And it's probably going to be delayed for later. But ultimately, as we open back up and stair step into what a normal is, it's going to be a slow progression. And, and even the idea, I was just having a conversation um, with a, with a Giga Church out west, and, and they were talking about stair-stepping in and utilizing micro locations by zip codes, finding places that can handle 
10, 25, 50 people, um, either either public locations or homes, and starting to create these micro spots around. Which, by the way, I just even just to add this, that is so much more an accurate version of what the church was than even what we're doing pre-COVID. Yeah, think about it. And honestly, microsites is a conversation we are now beginning to have uh, because we've had actually a family express interest in hosting some people at their house. And we're like, okay, this could be a microsite because here's the deal. Not only is it getting people together, it creates community, but you're also discipling that person who then is going to be discipling other people. I mean, that's about disciple making right there, yeah. Jeff. I mean, so that's what I love about that idea. We're creating avenues to disciple people, and I, I love that. And and really, that's that's the secret sauce in this uh, in this COVID uh, casserole. That's really weird. That just came out of my mouth. You can cut that if you want, or you can keep it. Either way, it's it, awesome. It. COVID casserole. That was weird, but that's 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 the secret to this whole thing. If churches would look at church online as the opportunity not to replace physical community, but as an opportunity to birth new community, it is literally a distribution network of the gospel. It's a distribution network of discipleship. And if you can utilize your church online to disciple people to the place where they can create communities, micro-locations in their homes, reaching their circle of influence, or even reaching into their circle of influence digitally, their Facebook friends, their their hobbies in, in video games or, or dog walkers within the community. Like, there's so many opportunities to engage with people in unique ways, physically or, or digitally. And the secret to all of this is getting a disciple who's capable of creating another disciple, who's capable of creating another disciple. And that's where movements start, not out of big buildings with massive services, but with individuals who are on mission and passion, uh, passionate about doing something for God, for reaching their circle of influence. Yeah. Well, I agree completely. And one of the things I've really enjoyed about this time period, too, is, again, I'm the pseudo online campus pastor here at my church. But now we're all online campus pastors. We're all pa- online pastors because we have to be. And so now it's not just me thinking and trying to drive direction. We're all thinking this way. And I think that only goes to benefit and serve our community in a greater a greater perspective. Yeah, the, the, honestly, uh, Tom, the, the biggest struggle that I think has come out of this COVID season is an overworked online pastor. Um, and, and so much of these guys... I just I, I look them in the eyes. There was there was one day recently where I literally had four conversations over one day with with four different online pastors, and everyone said some extent of I am out of gas, I am out of words, I have nothing left to say, I am empty, and and so there is a there is a extent of mental health yeah. that that we want to bring into that. But the thing that I love about what you said, Tom, is that you guys are not putting all the weight on a single person. Instead, you're looking at it more as, okay, digital is all of our opportunities. It's not a problem. It's an opportunity. So this is something that all of us can improve and all of us need to, to own a piece of, mm-hmm. uh, from, from kids to students to worship to guest services to, to teaching. Ev- every different department within the church, there's an opportunity to, to engage on there. And it's not just a single online campus pastor or a digital pastor's problem. You know, and that was the idea before COVID, but mm-hmm. the size of what the church and the impact that we're having in this season, mid COVID, and, and I'm even suggesting after COVID, it's really all of our 
opportunities. I love that. It's all of our opportunities right now. But you're right. I mean, there are a lot of people who are overworked and overspent right now. And I'm hoping uh, what I've decided, what I've kind of gained from this is, okay, so I've learned a lot of new things from here, but I'm also thinking what's sustainable long-term? What am I doing now that will be sustainable six months down the road and sustainable? And I love the opportunity to, to experiment. Again, this is what I've been telling all the churches that I've been talking to just with different youth pastors and stuff. I said, now's your time to experiment. No one's going to hold your feet to the fire and say, oh, you know, this was terrible. You're going to get fired. No, they want you to try a bunch of different things. So use this as an opportunity to experiment and see what works because you are able, I've already picked out three or four different things that I've done in my student ministry that I'm now going to be able to carry over when we still meet in a physical location. Yeah, There's just this different online element too. And so what can you combine together? I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And so I'm going to give you three P's here. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be fun. I'm, I'm pulling out my, my, my preaching card. I'm going to play it right here. <laughs> Somebody else told this to me and I'm stealing it. So uh, thank you, Justin at Stadia for this. In this season, there are things, church, that, that we need to pioneer on. Mm. It's the first P, pioneer. There are things that we um, are, have never been done before, and we need to experiment. We need to get out there. We need to, to be edgy, think different, change the world, pivot. We need to pioneer in, in this season. There's, there's no doubt. There's things that we need to preserve. Number two, preserve on. We need to keep doing the stuff that we're doing. Now, here's number three, because we can't pioneer unless we do number three. There's things that we need to let perish. There's mm. things that we need to let die. Yeah. And, and so there, there are things, and this is the hardest part. When I look at this pastor who's like, I'm out of gas, and I'm like, what margin do you have in your life? And he's like, I had, a, I had an online pastor. What's the number, three or four? What are you talking about? What's, what's your number, three or four? Dude, I'm sorry. I got, I got no. How many hours of sleep are you getting a night? Three or four? And I, I looked this guy in the face. I was like, honestly, I'm six and a half. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, I haven't gotten six and a half hours sleep in a month. Wow. And, and that's the unfortunate reality because we don't have margin because we stepped on the pedal thinking this was a sprint. Instead, it's a marathon. By the way, the marathon's not ending like in June. This is going to continue on. And the effects and the culture shift that we're in are going to continue on. So we need margin in our life. Church, church leaders, pastors, online pastors, senior pastor, anybody who's listening to this, if we're going to pioneer, there's things that we've got to let die. There's things that need to perish. Otherwise, we're going to burn ourselves out. And and there's going to be a generation of pastors who want nothing to do with the church because COVID killed them. The thing that's going to perish will be them. Something's got to be let go in in this season and shift. Dude, uh, that is fantastic. And I think I just found the title for this uh, podcast when I posted it out there. Because I, I do think you're 100% right. We all went in this with a sprint. We're like, we're this is going to be short. It's going to go quick. We've got to get in. We've got to pump a ton of content. We've got to go, 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 go. And it killed people. It's killed people in, that I know very well, it's killed. I mean, it, it hurt me. I'm not sleeping very well myself, although the past few days I've slept actually pretty decent. But you got to think of it as a marathon. 
and you got to work on it in that way. And I love what you said about the parish. Some things have to go. That's a natural thing that we should be doing anyways. We should be looking at what, what are we doing that's no longer being needed or effective. Then let's get rid of it. It's, there are no more sacred cows anymore. We've got to get rid of what's not being effective in order to pioneer effectively. So I think that's fantastic. <laughs> so, well, Jeff, it is always great having you on the podcast. You are, um, you're great to talk to again. You're, you, you've taken a step up here. You know, I'm looking at you and you've got this authentic background, this great mic and a beautiful camera that I can see all your baldness on there <laughs> and every one of your, you know, chin hair. Awesome. Yeah. Chin hair. Thanks for including that in the reference. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, At I'll least you didn't that. reference like the long ear hair that's like behind my AirPods. Oh my that's, that's gross. That's I can't believe I just said that either. I will well, say this. You are my closest online pastor friend that I've never met in person. Oh, <laughs> so um, we need to meet in person to get you up with the, with the rest of the group. We got to figure out some way to align when, once yeah. the doors do open up and 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 travels a thing. We got to figure out how to get together because because yeah. I don't I really don't believe you're a robot, but um, you know maybe AI is really I, I don't I don't know like this it, is this it, is this is concerning to me. It, what, what is disappointing the most is the fact that you've met Stan Rada um, and that I still. Like, yeah, and I still haven't met you. Like, you've yeah. you somehow able to meet Stan, but not me. Stan, Jay, like, I, I know half your staff. Like, we all hang out together at Starbucks. No, I'm kidding. Well, maybe. But you, I, I'm not sure on. So let's let's figure it out. But um, love, man, Tom, love the stuff you're doing here on, on the podcast. And, and of Thank course, you. through Digital Bootcamp, YM Sidekick, man, you – uh, you're all over the place getting getting resources and helping people at, at a practical level as well. So, man, thanks for doing all the stuff that you're doing. No, it's it's great. And uh, again, I, I follow you regularly. So if anybody's not following you, how where can they get you? Talk about the Church Digital and Stadia real quick. Yeah, so uh, I'm at thechurch.digital. It's the website. There's a, a blog. There's a podcast. The podcast is the Church Digital Podcast. Um, man, probably at this point, we've got 20 to 30 people writing for us. You have a uh, lot. It's great content. Oh my gosh. Like when, when COVID hit, um, I, I just basically, at that point I had like five writers. There was, it was like one or two blogs a month. And I literally, I, I just, I, I started emailing them. I'm like, Hey, I want to run here. Can you guys keep up? And, and we exploded to like, mo I think five blogs a day, sometimes like seven or so five blogs a week, yes. seven blogs a week, two, two podcasts a, a, a week. And uh, what was interesting is that season, like I, I'd go up to, you know, anybody, Hey, would you be willing to write a blog? Hey, I would love to hear your opinion on this topic. And, and really just people coming out of the woodwork, writing content and traffic blew up a thousand percent on my website. Yeah. Like, I mean, traffic was good before it's nothing great, but just, and, and the, the Google searches at this point, is just viral because people are looking for answers and they don't know they don't know who to go to and so we've really with through the church digital i've been working with that um stadia uh is is now powering and a part of the church digital and they're um you know we're working together towards a lot of things i'm on staff with them doing this digital church planning but also we're running learning communities towards this whole futurist thing where we're literally taking dozens of churches through a six-month cohort talking to them and training them on this idea of being fidgetal 
utilizing discipleship through digital context to create reproducible models of church, church planting digitally, micro locations, micro hubs, um, all sorts of buzzwords that you're going to be like, what's that? But when you actually learn about it, you're going to say, this is the coolest thing ever. We have to do this at our church. And, and so, like, if you are interested in that at all, stadiachurchplanting.org slash fidgetal, P-H-Y-G-I-T-A-L, or hit me up over at thechurch.digital, um, and, and uh, we would love to have a conversation with you either way. I'm at Deerfedge, Jeff Reed backwards on social media. And uh, would love to, you know, get harassed about my, you know, handle. Cause yes, it, it is a unique handle um, and I love it. Um, but I will have all those links in the show notes so people can just kind of click on that. They don't have to worry about doing that. Uh, Jeff, again, as always, it's great having you on the podcast. So thanks for joining me. Yep. Glad to be here. Thanks, everybody. All right, so there you have it, my conversation with Jeff. It was always great talking with him. And I mean, seriously, after that conversation, my brain exploded because of all the great stuff that Jeff was uh, sharing. But we live in a physical and digital world, a digital world today. And so how can we do ministry more effectively on that? What did you learn? What did you think about? What are you processing right now? Let's talk about this on online. Go to Twitter at TA Pounder and share your thoughts and comments with me. I'd love to carry this conversation on because we're still dealing with this right now and we're going to continue to deal with this. We're not going back to the same old way we used to do ministry. It's going to be a combination of physical and digital in this digital world. So what are you doing? What are you thinking about? What's worked? What hasn't worked? Let's carry this conversation um, online some more. All right, heroes. Well, thanks so much for uh, joining me today. It was great having you with me. Uh, as always, you can go to ymsidekick.com and get all this content, or you can subscribe to this on Spotify and iTunes uh, or wherever you get your podcasting stuff. Uh, it's all over the place. But you can also go to the Digital Bootcamp. If you want to learn digital tools to help you expand your reach and reach more people for Christ, go to the Digital Bootcamp Facebook group, um, and we'd love to have you a part of that and join the conversations that we have each and every day. All right, heroes. Well, again, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week. And until next time, have a great one.